0: Hi, how are you? I am good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, Shashri. And you're seeing people joining as well. So we'll wait a couple of minutes and hang in there. Just to give some time to people to join. And uh, to people, everyone who's joining, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. I don't know what time zone you guys are in. But thank you once again, everyone for joining and being around and you know, chatting with us really appreciate it
1: yeah thank you so much everyone and thank you upti for giving me this opportunity because you know many of like many optometrists have been asking me questions regarding application process and the course and the curriculum so i think this is a good platform
0: so- absolutely absolutely i'm super excited because i do get questions regarding the same and i don't think so i'm qualified enough to answer though i know the process so i thought let me get an x ex- online so that you know <laughs> we can directly ask questions to you.
1: I am not an expert the only thing is like the journey so yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, wonderful I'm so glad to see so many people joining in so we'll give another minute before we uh, before we start the conversation and to just give a brief of the flow to whoever has joined I would first like to uh, first like yeah, sweet, to give her introduction I know her for uh, quite some time now, thanks to all her hard work and amazing things she did with Let's revolutionize, trying to, you know, bring awareness. Uh, and then, you know, she moved on to uh, coming back to Boston and, you know, trying to do something really interesting. So we're going to learn a little bit more about yourself and then we'll directly join into, uh, dive into this conversation about the process, fees, uh, you know, how hard or easy it is, and immigration things, so on and so forth. Uh, Throughout the conversation, I would like to just inform everyone if you have any questions, please start putting it in the chat and we will take it as in the conversation as possible. So please feel free to just drop in your questions, drop in a message, uh, anything you just want to wave out to us. Anything that you want to say, just keep writing in the comments. We really appreciate it. Yeah. All right. So let's get started. Uh, If you don't mind, if you can just tell me a little bit about yourself so that everybody who don't know you Mm -hmm. will learn a little more about yourself?
1: Yeah, sure. So I began my optometry journey from Bharti Vidyapit School of Optometry Pune, India. And then I went to internship to LV Prasad Eye Institute, um, like during my bachelor's of optometry. So we had to do internship for a year. So I went for 13 months internship in L.B. Prasada Institute and then I thought like I was confused between doing masters and working and you know back in the mind I always had uh, this thing like I want to do doctor of optometry but at that period of time I didn't know how but I was like okay there's only one program that is offering doctor of optometry program to international optometrists so that requires like two years of experience clinical experience after right graduation so I thought that I should start working for it and I went back to Nepal and getting job in Nepal was quite a challenge because there were very few hospitals so I had to work in clinical settings to apply for this program so luckily I got into like one of the good hospitals Tilganga Institute of Ophthalmology and I worked there for about three and a half years And Mm -hmm. then I started applying to NECO and here I am and almost halfway through. So this is a two years program. So, yeah.
0: Wonderful. So two years program sounds as interesting as it sounds. I know uh, because uh, in the past, even I tried to apply, it and get through, but I know it is super, super challenging. So as easy as you're making it sound, oh yeah, I got into a two year program. I know it wasn't that easy. So we'll go with the first thing first. Mm -hmm. I want to understand the entire application process. So you did mention one requirement, which is yeah. a two years uh, clinical experience. What else do you need in the process? Um,
1: initially, like you need two years of experience, like complete two years of experience after you do the graduation, and mm-hmm. you start working on your like as you are an international student, so you'll have to start working on your language test. So you'll have to give either TOEFL or IELTS. So do that as soon as possible, because mm-hmm. that is also one of the important criteria. So once you get done with it, you'll have to start with the application process. So you will apply through grad CS. Uh, mm-hmm. I started my application in 2019. And at that time, I didn't have to apply through grad CS. I applied directly, but I had to differ because uh, I got married. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, congratulations! A good good road bump in the in the process.
1: So I deferred the application and I had to apply again in 2020. And I applied through grad CS. And um, you'll have to work on your personal statement. That is the most important thing. And personal statement is not like uh, it's just it's not like you know uh, then uh, you'll have three questions there and you'll have to answer each and every question. So be very careful with uh, the personal statement because it is important and that will reflect uh, what kind of a person you are and why do you want to do this course. So you have to spend about a month or two months uh, in personal statement because that is the most important aspect of the application. And a letter of recommendation, you need three letters of recommendation, try to get the best out of it, like from the best professors, best uh, faculties, you know, like uh, who you have worked with, uh, try to be kind of like, you know, uh, choose faculty uh, from various fields of optometry, like, right. One can be from dispensing, one can be like, you know, you might have done research in your four years optometry program. So right. get the recommendation from the professor with whom you have done research with and from the professor who who knows about you, like when you are in your bachelor's or internship. So right. like, you know, try to get uh, as a good mix <laughs> of the recommendation that will definitely help. And... Good like um, they will look into your application they will see what kind of a person you are like you have a big application form and you have to fill up everything about your practice about everything what you are doing what are your goals everything and they will select you for interview
0: they might not they might
1: and you'll have to do your best in the interview definitely
0: absolutely so really like how you mentioned and emphasized on two or three the most important thing one is of course your personal statement as much as you are I think very very important thing as much as you can refer to like you know some templates out there don't just copy paste it doesn't work people know what you're writing and these are people you know who are doing this uh day in and out so they definitely know
1: so you cannot copy. Be yourself. I think that's the most important thing. You have to be yourself. You have to show them who you are and why you want to do this program. So you have to be yourself. I think that's right. the important tip I can give. Just be yourself.
0: Yeah, and I think what you mentioned was like spend time on it. Don't be in a hurry to just write something. Okay, it's great and send it out. It might also be a very good idea to write and send it to your friends or professors or yeah. colleagues to just review who know you pretty well in terms of the clinical aspect, just right. to get more inputs, just to see if there are different perspectives that that can be reflected through your personal statement. So yeah. I think that's that's very, very important. Someone, someone,
1: It's like in my time, I had to write one case. So you mm-hmm. have, I don't know what's there like right now, but I had to write one case. So like write the best case you have seen in your internship or your like, you know, work time.
0: Also, for the case study, I I wanted to better understand when you talk about case study, right? Is it important to have like a very complex state a uh, case study, or is it just important to have a good case study where you have done everything right with all the steps documented? Something that's more uh, detailed versus something which is more fancy.
1: Um, I think the thing that is important is how you made difference in patient's life as an optometrist so you don't have to have like i didn't have any complex cases i had a simple case and the only thing you need to uh, highlight is like how you made a difference in that patient's life as an
0: optometrist got it got it and another thing which you mentioned were like a recommendation and you know having a mix of it i think that's also very very important uh for the fact that whoever is writing letter of recommendation for you, they should know you. It shouldn't be that you are writing letters for them and they just sign off that.
1: They will not write if you, they don't know you. So they should as a student and as right. a colleague, or like you can get a recommendation from your workplace because you are already working for two years. And right. one can get from your faculty, like whoever, is, uh, whoever taught you in bachelors of optometry. And one can be from your internship or your research professor. So I think that's a good mix. But yeah, it's your choice, definitely. But yeah, I think that that would be good.
0: Wonderful. So I would just like to take a moment to thank everyone who's joining and uh, welcome. Uh, Thank you so much for for being part of this conversation. As I mentioned in the past, if you have any questions for your share please feel free to drop them in the comment section. And we'll take them as and when, you know, uh, it's possible. So another thing I wanted to focus on is you you mentioned it is a two-year program. It yeah. is an Advanced Standing International Program, or ASIP, as they called it. So what is the course structure, if you can break that down for us?
1: Um, to be precise, ASIP is like you are doing four years of the complete Doctor of Optometry course in two years. So <laughs> have to be ready to get into the program because it's an easy program you are studying literally everything you are not exempted from any subjects you are having the same uh, competency as the four years doctor of optometry students so like you have to do everything but you are doing it in two years So three years, for four years, doctor of optometry, they will study for three years, they will go through the course, and one year is externship. And for ASIPs, it's like in one year, you do the entire three years, and the second year is externship. So this is how it is. You wouldn't have time for anything. You are like continuously working for the college, for your um, exams, labs, you're going to the clinic, you're doing literally everything from seven o'clock in the morning and it can be till like nine o'clock. Sometimes I return home at around 9 30 p.m. <laughs> so it's kind of difficult but yes mm-hmm. so it's all about like completing four years of curriculum in two years because you are already an optometrist and they expect you to know at least the you know optometry aspects of uh right Uh, uh, you know the curriculum basic science will be difficult for us because most of us like for me I didn't do much of basic science in bachelors of optometry I didn't do much of general pharmacology or um, immunology or cell bio and biochemistry like all those subjects it's it's a it's quite challenging because for me I had to struggle a lot I had to struggle on neuroanatomy. I had to struggle on, like you know, so many subjects that were like completely basics, and I had to do everything in detail. So, but I did it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I think you're you're shining, just not doing it. You know, you're doing, you're excelling in it. So, uh, I really like how you mentioned that. Uh, so there is no exemption, right? Irrespective of you being in a two-year course you still have to go through everything it's just that you qualify for two years that's it
1: yeah so there's no exemption at all you have to do each and every subjects
0: okay uh that's that's good to know so people are well prepared Yeah. <laughs> and not take this as was like oh yeah it's a two-year program i don't have to worry about my first two-year basic courses and just focus directly on the optometry related curriculum and then move into externship. it's <laughs> it's nothing else as beautiful as it sounds,
1: <laughs> oh, you have to do everything. And uh, first three months, we did most of basic sciences. We did mm-hmm. a cell bio, biochemistry, all those courses, including uh, optic nerve glaucoma and um, ocular disease. But but I realized that ocular disease we did in first three months was just a base, and now mm-hmm. we are. Advanced ocular disease. So uh, now we are also doing basic sciences, some of it, but we are more into like optometry. we are more focusing into the optometry aspect of the curriculum. So it's like advanced ocular disease, neural basis of vision, and um, uh, visual development, low vision. So all these subjects are in fall. And next semester, we'll have like, uh, we had binocular vision and ocular motility, and we're still having ocular motility. But next is like advanced strabismus and all these subjects.
0: Got it. Got it. So too advanced. Got it. So uh, when you talk about like basic to advanced, how many people are there in the ASIP program? And how do you how do you work around it?
1: So there are 10 people um, mm-hmm. in our program, like nine got selected this year and one of them deferred last year due to COVID. And in total, we are like 10 people and mm-hmm. are like family. So we have, yeah. to work together because there is no choice, we should be together, we should work together. And this is right. how, we, because it's like, it's a very difficult course and you need help from your friends. So Absolutely. we are working together in every aspect. But the thing is, like, uh, we are not posted in same same clinics and mm-hmm. we are going to different clinics. Neko has vast networks of clinics. So we are going to different, we are getting different experiences. So we can share our knowledge and we share our stuff. We share our notes. So basically, we are like family here in
0: <laughs> as I. <clears throat> Got it. And the 10 people you mentioned, uh, how diverse is the class? Is it everybody has the same background of optometry? Is it ophthalmology? Like what is what is the mix of like, people you are competing in, as part of your application process?
1: Yeah, so uh, like f- in first three months, like the summer semester, um, We studied with AODP students as well. So AODP is Accelerated Optometry um, Degree Program. So um, in AODPs, most of them are medical doctors who Mm -hmm. have completed their medical degrees in different countries. And they are here to do Doctor of Optometry Program. So that's the three... So there are two students uh, who are from optometry background. They did their uh, bachelor's of optometry. One of them did in England, and one of them she did in India. So they are in AODP program. They are doing three years of program. And in our uh, like ACP program, we have like people from India, England, Canada. Um, I am from Nepal, and. Um, there are like few from US, so most of them are from Canada because most of them they do optometry yeah. in England and they uh, come to the US to get uh, advanced standing international Doctor of Optometry degree in Asia. So it is diverse, definitely. But like we, have a of like you know varieties of backgrounds. So they have been working. So they got their optometry degree. They have been working for many, many. I am the youngest in my class. So, <laughs> so they are super experienced they have been working for many many years they are knowledgeable they are they are really good so it is mm-hmm. diverse and they have got their optometry education from like different countries from ireland as well so oh,
0: nice so basically everybody as far as i understand asap right uh so everybody who's trying to uh do their od in united states and want to do it quick like you know i know as difficult it is but you don't want to spend four years they all apply for asif it could be something from an optometry background from an ophthalmology background from a medical science background right so you are basically uh when you're applying of course you're competing with the best of the best from around the world yes (laughs) (laughs) And I'm really happy and excited to say that you're part of, you know, one of the best doctors that they have, you know, selected to be part of the program. So congratulations on that once again.
1: I am trying to do my best. Uh, The thing is, like, I am definitely struggling because the, you know, curriculum is difficult. Schedule is like difficult. I have to go to the clinic. I have to, you know, uh, catch up on all the lectures, keep up to it and uh, do everything in one go. It is difficult, but I am do it. Definitely. I'm trying my best.
0: Wonderful. So, before I ask you the next question, I had someone who's asked uh, asked us uh, opto key twenty four. Would you please talk about masters of vision science? Well, not in this conversation. We are going to stick to the OD program for now, but I will definitely keep this in mind, and we'll definitely do another instal live with someone who is currently pursuing or has completed masters of vision science. So, any questions related to the OD program is more than welcome. But anything about Vision Science, we'll we'll pass that for the next Insta Live. So I'm sorry, but we'll be just focusing on the OD conversation for today. Uh, as I mentioned, if anyone has any questions, please keep dropping in in the chat. I'll be more than happy to take it during the talk. Uh, now talking about, uh, you know, you did mention how intense this is. Plus, you are married. So I want to also focus and talk about uh, the work-life balance. If you have any life left, you know. <laughs> with the kind of things we have discussed offline and I wanted to to kind of you know highlight how intense has it been how are you able to manage your married life how is is that thing
1: yeah so all thanks to my husband because he has been tolerating everything (laughs) Uh, but honest we don't live in same place he stays Mm -hmm. Working in Pennsylvania, and I'm here in Boston. So um, his uh, schedule is like he works for one week, and he has one week off. So that one mm-hmm. week. So um, it's like kind of difficult to say because I am getting support from him, and I'm. I, it's kind of you know, it's it's going easy because he's supporting me a lot, and he's not complaining about anything. <laughs> <laughs> have time for him I don't have time for anything else like last week I had and I have exams for about um, 20 days and I didn't even look at his face for about a month or a one month one and a half month because I didn't have time like I used to get up I used to study for exam I used to attend lectures I used to go to clinic come back labs do my assignments we have we have many homework so like one of the homework is we have to go to the clinic and we have to complete everything we have to do BIO we have to do 90 everything show to the resident get it signed and submit so for that I will have to go to the college definitely so literally I don't have time for my husband <laughs> I don't have time for my family as of now but I was already prepared about it right. because I knew this curriculum was definitely intense and it's just for a year next year right. I internship I will I'm trying my best to get my internship around the area where he is staying but I'm not sure if I'll get it or not but I'm trying my best still it would be like you know one or one and a half hour distance but uh, yes I don't have any answer for this because <laughs> To be honest, I don't have time and he is supporting me a lot and my family, they do understand like his family and my family, like both families, they do understand that I have a very, very intense and rigorous curriculum. So to all students who really want to get into this program, I would want to say that you have to sacrifice even your food if you want to get (laughs) but it's for the best.
0: So right absolutely like it is it is something that you know you are working towards your passion or probably a dream career that you are looking for for many so yes if you're ready for it 100% mentally as well as like you know putting your personal time yeah. mentally physically you know everything because it could be exhausting it's going be- all day there
1: wow. are many that you had never done before for me mm-hmm. neuro it was like i didn't even know abcd so i had to like you know i had to keep up to all the lectures and my husband did help me a lot because he's a phys- he's a physician here so he knows about like basic science and everything so he taught me a lot right. and we used to like he he would be in pennsylvania and we used to zoom call and he would teach me everything <laughs> so um, it's it's not easy but it's doable <laughs>
0: Got absolutely, absolutely. So I'm gonna quickly take a few questions. I think some of them did join late. So they uh, I got one question which said, do we need to give an OAT for the admission?
1: No, for ACIP program, you don't need to give OAT. If you want to get enrolled in four years optometry, you do have to give OAT.
0: Got it, perfect. Uh, we also have another question uh, about the fee. Mm-hmm. Uh, how to apply for this course, and what will be the fee. For the application, I think we already did go yeah. over it. But I think there are two people who have similar questions. I'm going to read out both, and then you know you can take that. And we'll talk about a fee any which way at my next question. But uh, first part of the question was how to apply for the course. And how do you choose which college you want to enroll? Or is it, uh, uh, is it you get according to the interview? So I think if we can just quickly, you know, talk again about the application process and how you chose the college.
1: So application process: You'll have to work on TOEFL or IELTS. Your personal statement. Do your best because personal statement it takes a long time to you know write. So work on personal statement. So you have to apply via grad CS. So in grad CS, you'll get few questions. You'll have to answer all the questions, and uh, write an essay. Um, you will get more like, you know, you'll have to write more about your practice, how much you practice and how many patients you saw everything in detail about how you are practicing optometry in your school. And uh, um, you're good to go. Basically, you have to go to grad CS and the letter of recommendation. That's the most important aspect of the application and about uh, choosing the college. Right. So um,
0: <laughs> there's I, just one college actually. <laughs> yeah,
1: one, uh, like, um Right now, I guess there are a few colleges on yeah. standing international program. But when I applied to this course, I only had one option: NECO. It's like I am either going to NECO or I'm going nowhere else. <laughs> so, I was working. I don't know. Back back in my mind, I when I was doing Bachelor of Optometry, I had this affinity towards clinical aspect of Optometry, and I always knew that you know I want to do something in clinical optometry and I, I, ha- I had this, you know, I don't know, I had this instinct that I would want to do doctor of optometry program. So I was working on it. GPA is really important. I forgot to mention about it because like when I applied to NECO, uh, the criteria was like more than 3.5
0: GPA. Right.
1: So um, I had to send my, all my reports to WES, World Education yeah. And they will evaluate your marks and mark sheet and they will send the gpa to the college so it is important so try to maintain good grades while you are in right. school. it is really important because that that reflects how what kind of a student you are and if you can take this course rigorous course in neco so right. gpa so to all students who are currently doing Bachelor of Optometry, try to, you know, maintain good grades. You don't have to be like a topper or something like that, but try to maintain good grades.
0: Right. So for all those who who haven't heard about the GPA scoring, another thing to add here. So in the United States, they do have scoring or credits for each course or each grade that you get. And when we are talking about 3.5, 3.7, that score is out of four. So that is what she meant, like, you know, to have a good GPA, anything about 3.5, it is an average grade scoring for, you know, all the coursework that you have done. So if you are able to maintain an A grade or uh, would, you'll be in a very good space, right? You don't have to be a topper, but just maintain a good GPA.
1: And, and many people, like when I was doing my uh, evaluation, I thought that they would just convert percentage into GPA, but that's not the case. They're yes. not convert percentage into GPA. So they will evaluate each and every subjects. They will evaluate credit hours. And then they will send you, provide you the GPA. They will evaluate even the universities you have. Right. A, so that is really important. So don't think that, oh, I got 70%. Oh, I'm not eligible to get good GPA. You are, you are. Like they know how it is in India. They know that like we don't get like 90 or 100. in <laughs> You know, like, 70 is a grade, so like, I'm just giving an example,
0: right? Right? So, the most important thing is, uh, especially with WES or World Education uh, Services, that you'll require the WES evaluation is to start early, even if you're planning, like, you know, to do something after a year. I would highly recommend to get your WES evaluation done because that process does take time if you don't have any transcript or if you're missing any document you might have to resend it to them you know make sure that all your paperwork is done and that score is all that grading or that uh, GPA score is always the same so once you get your ws out of the way even when you're uh, trying to gather your two years of clinical experience i think that would be a very good place to start with to get your ws
1: done. Yeah. Do it six months prior to applying to the college. It's important because right. uh, my time, it took like about four and a half or five months. because yeah,
0: same with me. Yeah.
1: And I had to submit again. And I had to contact the university. And I was yes. kind of difficult for me to. Right. So you have to be very quick regarding the WES.
0: If Absolutely.
1: You know, like as soon as possible, just get it done with it.
0: Exactly, exactly. So uh, I think that's very important to give at least six months when you're planning every other things, you know, get your WS sorted. And same with ILTS or TOEFL. That scores are valid for two years, if I'm not sure. Yeah. So make sure you get those two things sorted while you're working on your statement, recommendation, you know, workings. And and we have another question which says, is two years of clinical experience mandatory or a master's in optometry can Uh, complement
1: it? It uh, two years of experience is mandatory. Masters of Optometry will not complement it. After doing Masters of Optometry, if you have two years of experience, then I think you're good to go.
0: Okay, got it. And we're going to talk, uh, is there any fund or scholarship? We're going to talk about a fee now. Uh, Can you name those colleges which are offering ASIP other than NECO? Um...
1: Like my friends, they are applying to, I guess, uh, Salus University, but it needs a master's degree. So mm-hmm. I think if you want to apply with your master's degree, then uh, apply to Salus University. I'm not sure. I'm just, you know, uh, there are yeah. my there are a few friends who are applying to Salus University who have already completed their master's degree. And I guess even SUNY
0: College. SUNY, yeah. yeah. I was going to say that. So SUNY uh, has a course. So when I'm saying SUNY, it is uh the university in New York for people, you know, we, we keep saying NECO like, SUNY because we are so used to it, but it is S U N Y. uh it is a <laughs> yeah, it is it is a you know, optometry university in New York. Uh the only difference I am not sure is that anything has changed today. But I do know with SUNY, it could be a three-year course. So they decide once you enroll into the program, where you stand, are you able to cope up with the education that they're trying to provide? If yes, then you complete it in three years. If not, it might extend to the fourth year as well. With NECO, you
1: will also have to give part one uh, licensing exam. Yeah. Even in... um salus uh, i think uh, they will ask you to uh, give part one and so that they can decide on how long you should be you know there as a student so
0: yes, what what uh, is talking
1: i will talk about the license exam again yes
0: exactly we'll be talking about that but yes there are different stages and they decide based on where you stand and you know they'll they'll guide you accordingly with parent with neco it is that if you are part of an ASA program you will be done in 2 years it yeah. is intense there is no there is no ifs or buts so with other colleges a little you do have a little bit of a wiggle room with neco it is what it is <laughs> yeah.
1: and i think one more college is indiana university i think mm-hmm. it's providing advanced standing international program but it has some criteria you'll have to go to the web- website and email them uh, regarding the details
0: Got it. Uh, What is the minimum score for IELTS? Do you know? Do you know that
1: Uh, it's seven, seven and you have to get seven in speaking For I I gave IELTS it's seven. I don't know about TOEFL, but I think I went through the website for TOEFL. It should be about 88. And uh, in speaking, you have to get more than 88. Like speaking should be good, better than the score got it uh so everything is given there in detail
0: got it uh now let's let's talk about the fee structure because i think many people do have questions about fee structure are there any scholarships you know if you can break that down for us please.
1: uh fee structure i will tell you according to the neco website so um uh, i will give you the exact details So for ACIP program, tuition fee is like $59,434, tuition fee, Mm -hmm. um, excluding living allowance. So you will have to pay $59,434 in a year. I think second year is a bit less than the first year. So in first year, you have to pay $59,434 and uh, you will pay an installment. And about uh, scholarship, there are scholarship, but you will only be able to apply for scholarship after getting enrolled in the program, depending mm-hmm. on like, uh, the kind of student you are and from where you are. And there are even loans that you'll get um, I think they have, uh, if you are, if you have a green card or citizen, you can apply for federal loan. But there are other various loan. even if you are not um, a green card holder or a citizen of the United States, there are few other loans that are available for you in, like, you know, less amount of interest. So this is what it is like regarding tuition.
0: Got it. And uh, let's talk about the, you mentioned about green card, right? Everybody doesn't have a green card when they no. enter They come.
1: National yeah, student, like, they are on F1 visa, like most of them in our class. All of us
0: we are on visa. Right. So, can you, in? can you talk about the visa process? Because I know about it, know about it, but then people um, <laughs> might still wonder like, you know, how how do they start? So, as you mentioned, when you come in for the program, as a student, you come in on an F1 visa. What happens after that once you graduate? Once
1: graduate you are on student visa once you graduate you are you will have the opportunity to do opt so that is uh, practical training that mm-hmm. uh, given to students who are on f1 visa and who would like to work in the u.s so many of right. the students most of them either they go back or they stay in the u.s and work in the u.s get licensed and work in the u.s so you get the opt uh and you are working in OPT and then uh, you apply to different clinics or hospitals or wherever you want to apply for job but do see if they accept if they are sponsoring you H1B visa so there are many clinics who are sponsoring H1B visa so you'll have to apply on that on those clinics who are offering H1B visas so you will find it it's not difficult there are optometrists who have stayed in got licensed in the U.S. and are working on H-1B visas.
0: Got it. So just for people to, you know, uh, to give a little more background of that. So H-1B, what we're talking about, is your work visa. It is attached or affiliated by some organization or the company or a clinic you're working with. So basically, they sponsor your work visa, only then you're allowed to work in the United States. So please note, uh, as she mentioned, it's not difficult. It is definitely possible. But once you get your OD degree, right, it's not that, oh, yeah, here you go, you know, start working. It's not that easy. You'll have to find some clinic organization, someone who do sponsor your work visa. And that allows you to, you know, keep working and practicing in the United States. So be prepared for that immigration process as well
1: yes and uh, visa process is not easy as well it's very tedious it's not yes easy. <laughs> so i had to come to india to apply for my visa because due to covid everything was closed in nepal so i came to delhi to apply and like i had to interview for about 40 minutes for my visa so it depends on like person to person and it's not easy right.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, another thing about H, uh, H1B H is you have to keep renewing it as well. So it's not a one time thing. So be prepared to go through the immigration process if you're planning to study and, you know, work in the United States. It's not that it's not possible, but it is a process you need to be prepared for. Yes. Oh, that's that's wonderful. We do have one question from uh, Alex. Uh, D. I'm sorry, I don't know the first word that first name, but Alex is what I'm going to do. Do we have any short term courses like six months to start a career in abroad? Where uh we where abroad would be my first question, and which courses you're looking for. So I would say let's take it offline. You can, you know, send me a personal message and do a little bit of research, something which I really want to say it out loud. There are definitely many courses in different countries. We're going to focus only on the OD program on this conversation, but let give us more specifics when you ask us, like, are there any courses abroad? Like, I don't know which country you are from, where you want to go, what courses you're interested in. So I highly recommend do a little bit of a research and let us know what you're looking for and we'll be more than happy to, you know, help you (laughs) find your way out.
1: Like OD, it doesn't have any short term course. I think this is the shortest.
0: Yes, absolutely. This is the shortest when it comes to OD program. Oh, wonderful. So uh, we did talk about immigration, fee structure, course, curriculum. Um, Is there anything else that you feel we are missing out, you know, before we are... Up?
1: On license exam. Um, right, yeah. Part one, part two and part three. So it's like you'll have to give three parts, like you'll have to give three exams. NBU, like National Board of uh, Examination, okay examination one, part two and part three and it's an eight hours exam so we'll have to sit there for eight hours to complete the licensing exam and part one exam we I will have to give it next year while I'm doing my internship in around like three months after I'm joining after I joined externship program And part two also I'm doing it next year, part two and part three. So I will have to complete part one, part two and part three boards in the Mm -hmm. period while I'm doing, you you know, my externship time. So it's not easy, but now it's like, it's kind of very vast. You'll have to study everything for the licensure exam and give the exam. It's an eight hour exam. Um, So there are a few... um, uh, resources that are available to you like kmk optoprip so you'll have to go through everything before giving the exam and you'll have to pass those exams to get licensed in the u.s
0: got it another another very important thing for people to know especially in u.s i'm pretty sure once you're in the program you'll know about it uh when she talks about licensing right even even after you get those licenses in US, it is state-wise license. So, yes. if you have a license to practice in Boston, it doesn't mean you you can practice in uh, California or New York. It is all state state-based license. So, you'll have to keep, you know, uh, giving exams to to acquire those license. In some cases, some kind, in some states, it's just an application. It's definitely possible. I know doctors who have. 25 plus licenses across the United States. But just another point for you to know that you, know, you you can practice once you have a degree, but you'll have to get your license for each state.
1: Each state, yes. So if you want yeah. to practice in California, you'll have to get California board license.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm going to take uh, one more question. Uh, will you be paid for your externship? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I like that, no. <laughs> straight no (laughs) wonderful
1: work study work study programs in the college so if you want to uh, get a job in college you definitely can apply for those programs
0: got it is there anything which we're supposed to focus specifically or something in academic for entrance exam other than optometry curriculum
1: entrance exam we don't have any entrance exam yeah You will have to be selected in interview and um, they will ask questions based on like it's mostly related to the basics of optometry if you have basic knowledge in optometry and why do you want to do optometry and like you know they are trying to uh, figure out if you can take the load of this course or not.
0: Uh, Absolutely so it all boils down to the your your statement that she mentioned right like the first thing that you're talking about your experience your passion why are you interested so as far as i know the interview process uh, will be drilling more into your personality your your passion for the course like will you be able to take the load it's all uh, it has got nothing to do with and there are no entrance exams uh, to answer that yeah
1: no entrance exam. Uh, in some uh, universities, I have already mentioned that you'll have to give part one boards, but that's not right. entrance exam. That's just to figure out if you can do these courses in like one year, two year, or you need to take it for a longer period of time.
0: Got it. Perfect. So uh, I see Jatin has another question. If anybody wants to practice in England or abroad, what is the eligibility criteria according to according to qualifications. Well, uh, Jatin, we, that is, again, you know, something that we're not going to be discussing. We could, just going to focus on US at this point. As far as England is concerned, uh, we can definitely check it. And I can respect, respond back to you. Just send me a personal message for that. Uh, and abroad is a very broad term, guys. Please be very specific which country you want to go into.
1: So we are basically talking about a Doctor of Optometry program in the US. So yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anything outside us well uh, as much as i would love to talk about it and we can do another insta live with person who has gone through the pro- through the program or the course but that's not the topic for today guys so please be uh, a little more specific when you say abroad <laughs> can we get or will we will there be any chance of getting reselected i think that's what that's what she
1: selected yes because there are hundreds and two hundreds of students applying from all over the world. And they only take about eight to 10 students. So definitely you have high chances of getting rejected. Emotivate you because you give your best. You can be selected. It's not that like you have to be rejected or you will be rejected. You definitely can be selected. Just give your best work on it. And, uh, Yes. So don't think about rejection. Just think about how to get accepted into the program and do your best.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you are. So uh, I applied. I I did go to the interview round, but then I was rejected. Uh, Having said that, I have no regrets. I was able to find my space into something else. But you can always reapply and you can try again. So it's not that... Even that process is very amazing. It, like, it makes you think through why you want to do what you want to do, how you're doing it. So just going through that process itself is very uh, amazing. So go through it and don't worry about rejection. You, yeah. know, you can always try again.
1: Yeah. So it's just one college. So it's, it's, it's kind of like difficult, but don't lose your hope. There are many other opportunities here. Like it's not jo- just doctor of optometry. Like there are many opportunities in the field of optometry.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And talking about the interview, someone has asked, do you need to be physically present on campus for interview? Or can it be an online interview as well?
1: Uh, technically, yes. But due to COVID, I think they are doing online interview. For me, it was an interview. OK. But ideally, I mean, like in normal situations, I guess, they used to uh, call students to US to give the interview.
0: Right uh one second someone asked what's the difference in terms of like the clinical aspect you know studying in India Nepal and in the United States
1: uh difference between teaching and clinical hands in between Nepal India and United States um optometry is like it's similar it's not that It's not different, I must say, because whatever I learned, like, um, course-wise, curriculum-wise, it is kind of vast in the United States. But when I go to the clinic and when I start looking at the patient, it's the same thing. Like, I'm doing the same thing. There is no difference. But, like, course and curriculum and everything, it's kind of advanced, I must say. Uh, And vast.
0: Also the scope of practice do differ from country to country and I think that's the major difference based on what I have seen because you, we still have two eyes, we still have the same conditions, we still have the exact same uh, clinical setup of the treatment plan that we can offer but how much can you practice in India or Nepal versus how much can you practice in US is different. Uh yeah. I think and the laws it being a very regulated and highly regulated uh, program in the United States it's a lot more uh, abide by the laws and you'll have to follow everything to make sure nobody sues you because that's a big thing
1: (laughs) focusing on clinical aspect of optometry so we learn everything in detail from ocular disease to like all the uh, you know advanced eye disease and everything like I never had learned so much in detail when I was in India or Nepal. So it's it's vast. It's The scope of practice is different. They mostly focus on clinical aspect of optometry. And um, rest, everything is similar. The only thing is like uh, about the scope of practice and the curriculum and the advancement of the knowledge. So we are definitely getting the advanced degree um, while doing doctor of optometry
0: right so uh so uh the site lover has said uh, if we completed bsc optometry from india is our degree valid in us uh no it is not valid in us if not what do we have to do to make it possible for us to study there well i would say if you i think you might have joined in late this will be saved on my channel so just just listen to the entire conversation again <laughs> so you were-
1: of optometry to be valid in us
0: absolutely yes uh for the interview what would be your best advice to succeed and stand out
1: <laughs> be yourself i think <laughs> best thing i can say be yourself do your best um mm. They will be asking many questions to you, but just, you know, just, just let them know why do you want to do optometry and what are your goals? Why do you want to get into the Doctor of Optometry program? Be prepared about those answers and, uh, you know, they might ask you some um, optometry related questions. So just be prepared regarding that, like, you know, some basic questions to test your knowledge. So they might give you some clinical case not the complex case that like they might tell you that okay this patient is coming to your clinic so what what are you going to do to the, these patients so be prepared with that and be prepared about why you want to do doctor of optometry in the United States and what are your goals in the future after completing this degree.
0: Right uh, and they did there's another question immediately after completion of BSc or MSc Can we apply or do we need clinical experience? You definitely need two years of clinical experience. Yeah. Not just one. (laughs) Can I apply for optometry license in North American countries after attending an OD degree from USA? Uh,
1: I'm not sure about it. Yeah. Can apply in Canada, but I'm not sure about other north american countries um us and canada you definitely can apply
0: got it wonderful i think we did cover uh, pretty much everything in terms of you know what the program is how to apply what is the process if anybody has any further questions please feel free to you know, uh reach out to us and message me or her i know she's super busy so she might have a little delay in response
1: <laughs> try to respond to a you i have been trying but like i'm not getting time I just got done with my midterm. So I'm kind of like free for a few days, like this weekend, definitely.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much once again for your making a time. I know we have been trying to do this for, I I think three, three, four weeks now, but we finally were able to get together. So really, really appreciate you sharing, your time, your experience, your process. Uh, Thank you once again for, uh, you know, being here, sharing it with everyone. Uh, super thank congratulations you really make us proud and good luck with everything
1: <laughs> much thank you everyone thank you so much
0: thank you uh just one last thing uh this will be available on my channel so if you know if somebody has not been able to join live or if you want to go back you know before uh just to kind of look into what did we discuss this is always available so share it with your friends you can always revisit and review it whatever we've discussed so i hope this was helpful and thank you once again everyone for your time really appreciate it
1: yes thank you thank you so much
0: and happy diwali everyone i know it's there next week so one
1: oh, alone in diwali <laughs> <laughs> so never mind doing for the best <laughs>
0: Yes, absolutely. Happy Diwali, everyone, and thank you so much.
1: Yeah. Happy Diwali. Bye. Bye.